It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey everyone, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today we have a special guest for Friend Friday, Ronald Milburn, who is not only a Chicken Soup for the Soul contributor, but also the human behind the TikTok sensation, Robert T. Squirrel. Ron, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Hello, Amy. It's good to be here. I'm so glad to have you on. I was so excited when I heard about your squirrel when we had that Zoom meeting for the contributors to Chicken Soup for the Soul, Navigating Elder Care and Dementia. For our listeners, before we get started, let me tell all of them a little bit about you. So Ronald Milburn received his Bachelor of Arts in Psychology from Eastern Illinois University. He is married with four children and 11 grandchildren. And while he cares for his elderly mother, he writes fiction and nonfiction books, movies, and plays. I looked up his writing, and he is a prolific writer in all formats and many genres, and he has won numerous awards for his work. So, Ron, let me ask you first, were you always a writer? Uh, No, I wasn't. I didn't start writing until five years ago, though it was always in the back of my mind. Since eighth grade, my eighth grade language arts teacher, Mrs. Herman, uh, wrote a note in red ink on an essay. She returned to me and said, never stop writing. (laughs) Wow. It it made a, yeah, made a lasting impression, but I didn't start writing novels and scripts until my father died five years ago. Ah, do you think that Mrs. Herman knows that she was such an inspiration? Uh, Mrs. Herman has passed, but her daughter knows. Actually, she has several daughters, and they are aware of that. I made a comment and a dedication in one of my books to that. They contacted me and said they appreciated that. Oh, that's so nice. That's, that's so amazing, the impact that a teacher can have. So what did you do before you started writing five years ago? What was your career in? My career was uh, in the construction material business in the sales and then management and executive level. And then during the same time, during many of those years, I was a bivocational pastor, which meant that I pastored also on the side. Oh my gosh. These days you'd be talking about supply chain problems, construction materials. You're probably happy you're not in that business right now. I am with the price of lumber right now and supply chain problems. I'm thrilled to not be doing that. Yeah, I'm doing a construction project now, and it's amazing. Things that normally would be available in two days are taking six months. It's unheard of. Yeah, it really is. It's crazy. Okay, so let's talk about your story in our new book, Navigating Elder Care and Dementia. And then after we have an ad break, I want to talk about that squirrel. But first, let's talk about how we actually met, which is through your story the Black Wall Phone, which I thought was such a great story for you to share with other people who are just 
embarking on their elder care journey. When I saw the chicken soup for the soul, that they were seeking stories about navigating elder care and dementia, I felt I had a story to tell. My father died five years ago, and he had been caring for my mother. He was 90, but he was still active and still driving, but he died suddenly and unexpectedly. And so it was decided that mom would come live with me. I have two other living brothers, but due to circumstances, I was the most likely. So I drove from Florida to my childhood home in Illinois, and I stayed with my mother and prepared to sell the house. And that involved going through lots of old memorabilia and trying to decide what to keep and what to toss. And many of us have been through that. But uh, the last thing I did before leaving to bring mom to Florida was to disconnect the telephone. I didn't expect the flood of memories that overwhelmed me. And I stood there and recalled the many phone calls from my teenage years calling home to ask permission to stay at a friend's house or calling to have dad come look at a car that I was wanting to buy. And then later after marriage to thank them for a housewarming gift or to announce the birth of a child. And I thought about those phone calls and it caused me to go back into all those years and all those memories. But when I finished the phone call, I called the phone company and and asked them to disconnect the phone. And when I picked up the receiver the next time, the line was dead, and it was so final. I would never be able to call home again. And so I I wrote about that story and submitted it to Chicken Soup for the Soul, and I'm so pleased that you accepted that in your Navigating Elder Cure Dementia book. Oh, yeah, I totally got it. I mean, I still, you know, know my parents' old phone number. That was my phone number during my growing up years, and I grew up in a suburb of New York, but the it was so weird. Our our little town, you only had to dial the last four digits to reach <laughs> other people who are on the same exchange. I mean, and until my teenage years, we only had to dial the last four digits. It was so antiquated. But I mean, I could still tell you that phone number right this moment. And it is kind of final when you disconnect it. And I've also been through that whole process of emptying the house. I remember we had another chicken soup for the soul story from somebody who I think took the doorknob from the front door because the doorknob evoked so many memories when he was emptying out his parents' house. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, you know, I I put together that book with stories like yours that I thought would be very relatable for everybody because we all go through this journey at some point and we only go through it once. So then we learn all this useful information and then we don't have anybody to pass it on to. So that's why we make these books so we can pass on this stuff to other people and make them feel less alone. And I'm sure your story about the phone will make other people feel less alone. I hope that they'll be reading it when they're just starting on their own family caregiving journey. I hope so. So I want to take a quick break for an ad, just one ad, and then we're going to be back to talk about the other side of your life And that is as the talent manager for a TikTok star. (laughs) And I think it's really funny. The star who you manage is not a diva or a member of a boy band or a comedian, although maybe he's actually all of the above. He's a squirrel, but more on that in a minute. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back with Ron Milburn, a chicken soup for the soul writer, but more impressively to me, a TikTok star in his own right with his friend, Robert Squirrel. And Ron, I have to say, before I ask you about the squirrel, I'm just as impressed by the fact that you know how to use TikTok as I am by the squirrel. <laughs> right? I don't know how to use TikTok. I, the first TikTok I ever watched was watching your squirrel videos. So how did this all start? Well, actually, I knew nothing about TikTok. I found Bobby first, and he was just on my driveway. He was a newborn. He still had his umbilical cord. He was pink. I've learned that they're pink the first week of their life. I couldn't even tell he was a squirrel. I actually came in and got on the internet and looked up images of squirrels. I suspected he was because we have so many gray squirrels in the area. And they suggested on a wildlife rescue site that I put him in a shallow box and take him back over to the tree where his mother, where her nest would be. And I went to the neighbor's yard and put him in a shallow box. And she came down and looked at him, but she wouldn't take him. And so I later learned from the veterinarian that Bobby has a severe overbite, couldn't suck properly, and probably wouldn't survive in the wild. And so she actually carried him over and placed him on my driveway. And so not wanting him to die, I just started taking care of him. I looked up how to do it, and I didn't have the right equipment, but I went over to Walgreens and picked up a syringe and i learned that he should have goat milk puppy formula and so the first day i just did that used a a 3cc syringe and gave him uh, puppy milk and then um, i ordered a uh, a nipple and a syringe that was size appropriate and got that in and and he took right to that and so i had to feed him every two hours day and night and uh, he continued to grow and i made mistakes but I learned along the way and he survived and I was visiting with my son and he said, you should put that squirrel on TikTok. And I didn't know what TikTok was. So he showed it to me. And, and so it was late March that I posted and I had found Bobby in, on August 23rd of 2020. He's about to have a birthday <laughs> and it's his first birthday. And late March, I posted the first video of him. My son showed me how to set it up and how to do it. He's uh, in his late thirties and he knew how to do that. And then we just did different videos of me taking care of Bobby and, and me singing to Bobby and Bobby sitting on my knee. And at that time, every morning about 7 a.m., he would come and visit me. I guess I should tell you that when Bobby was 13 weeks old, I released him. He hated his cage. And I didn't think I should keep him basically in prison all his life. And though I was afraid for him being out in the wild, I released him and he stayed around and he lives in the big oak tree behind my house. And every morning at 7 a.m., he would come to the door and I would let him in. He'd sit on my knee and eat almonds and I would drink coffee. And so we had a lot of videos. And then six weeks later, after starting in early May, I posted a video where Bobby was sitting on me and I was telling him a bedtime story. And it started out, 
one of those um, once upon a time that was a baby squirrel type thing. And I ended it with, and they lived happily ever after. And that went viral and had over 8 million views. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and then it's, I've just been hanging on ever since. <laughs> well, I know you have hundreds of thousands of followers now. It's It's pretty incredible. I saw one of the early videos where he just looked like a naked little creature. And I could see why you couldn't tell for sure that he was a squirrel, although he kind of had the right limbs to be a squirrel, but he could have been a naked little mole or something. He was just, there wasn't any fur or anything. I can't believe you got up every two hours. How many weeks did you have to get up every two hours to feed him when he was a newborn? I did that for about two weeks. And then as I actually used a kitchen scale and weighed him and followed a chart. And as he got larger, then I was able to give him more food less often. So it went to at about the third week, it went to where I was only getting up once or twice a night. And then the next week it went to where I didn't have to get up at night at all, just fed him like five times during the day. So I probably got up with him during the night for about a month. Wow. So he must have like imprinted on you, you know, as his mother, basically. But then is he socializing with other squirrels also? Can you tell? Yes, he, it's really quite amazing. He took to the outside. Some squirrels don't. Some squirrels, you let them go and they come back. They don't want to go outside. And that's probably because squirrels are territorial and they'll fight for their territory and they'll get injured or whatever and come back. But Bobby, uh, he took to it. And I've counted 10 squirrels in my yard at one time, and he has turned into sort of the alpha male. <laughs> you see squirrels chasing each other. He's always the one chasing the other squirrels. They play and roll, and, and now he's got one that's especially, they're especially close. And I, I call her Barbara Ann, and that's his girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So you have Bobby and Barbie. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so I know he has a middle initial because he's a very formal guy. Robert T. Squirrel. What does the T stand for? The T stands for the Robert the Squirrel. Bobby thought that he should have the same middle name as Kermit the Frog. Ah, so I gave him that. <laughs> well, that's that's very good. So what is it like? And first of all, do you feel pressure? Do you have to post every day? Or I don't know how often you post, but what is it like running this whole TikTok thing, which I'm guessing is turning into kind of a business for you. Well, it has. It's a it's a hobby, but it's a hobby that has evolved into a business. I try to post on average once a day. Basically, well, I'll tell you where I get most of my material. TikTok has a what they call TikTok Live. And when Bobby comes to visit, I turn the camera on. I used to use an iPhone and I hit the live button. And then we go live to anyone who wants to join in the world. And we have anywhere from normally 2,000 to 10,000 people that join us. This morning I did it, and 2,000 people joined us from around the world. One person we were talking with, they chat by text, was from France. And we have people from Australia and, and England and all over. And so there are people that actually look forward to this, and they, they receive a notification. And so I do lives every day, sometimes twice a day. And then normally I edit those, they record those, and I can take portions of that and record it or edit it. And I can make a 30-second, one-minute, or even up to three-minute 
because we're, we've got so many followers, we can actually do three minutes, which isn't normally allowed, but I'll edit those. And then I'll right there in TikTok, I can add background music and I can add a voiceover. So that's basically what I do. So I try to post one of those every day. I think that's just amazing. I'm, I'm so impressed that you know how to do all of this. This is really something. I bet your grandchildren are very impressed also. Well, they are. They listen to me on the and watch me on TikTok. That's really neat because I've got grandchildren in, in Arizona and grandchildren in Indiana, as well as Florida. So it's really fun. And I see their names scroll up on the screen. As people join, their names scroll up. Sometimes with thousands of followers, it's, you know, you can't catch them all, but oftentimes I see them and, and they'll call me and talk about something that happened on TikTok. So that's really a lot of fun. So does, does Bobby come and visit you every day? Yes. Every single day? Every single day, usually twice a day. Wow. Bobby typically comes in the morning. Sometime a typical day would be dawn, but sometimes a little later. And he comes in and either he comes in the house or I, I greet him out on the lanai, which in Florida, we call it a lanai. Everywhere else, they call it a patio. But when he jumps on me every morning and sits on my shoulder and runs around my waist and normally goes down in my pocket to get a peanut, I keep peanuts in my pocket. And then I, I lay out some snacks and he sits there and eats while I do a, a TikTok live. Wow. This is so cool. I, I just think this is so <laughs> fascinating that you kind of have this second career as a TikTok star in your own right, plus managing the career of Robert T. Squirrel. So I know you have a coloring book out now that people can get on Amazon. I do. We have a coloring book. The title of it is The Squirrel Who Lives in the Big Oak Tree. And it's a very nice eight and a half by 11 coloring book with a glossy finish. And it's got 60 illustrations inside of it. And the back of every illustration, back of every page is blanking so they can use markers so it doesn't bleed through to the next page. And we've had sales in the United States as well as Europe and Canada. So that's going well. I'm also, because I'm a writer, I'm also working on a couple of books. I'm working on a picture book for the little children and also on a chapter book. And the chapter book, I envision it as like a bedtime story type book. The stories are, they can be read in seven to 10 minutes for the parents and I'm writing it at a third grade level. So when the children get up to about third grade, then they can read it for themselves. So I'm working on uh, on two books presently for that. That sounds great. I have three, three and a fraction grandchildren right now, and I'm going <laughs> to definitely be getting the coloring book and everything you produce, I'm going to be ordering. So thanks so much for coming on today. This was really great. Do you have a website you want to share with everybody? I do have a website. They can find everything and all the links at bobbysquirrel.com. And also, I didn't mention, but there's a link there to his merchandise page. I had a lot of requests for t-shirts and coffee mugs and things. And so we partnered up with a, um, a local company that's a family owned and they handle all that for us. So bobbysquirrel.com is where they can find everything. And then if they want to go to TikTok and watch us, his handle is at Robert Squirrel. That is so great. I love that. At Robert Squirrel. I'm Amy Newmark for our listeners. Thanks for listening today. This weekend, we'll all be remembering 9-11 and where we were 20 years ago. And I don't want you to think that we're ignoring that. 
I just decided that a podcast about a famous squirrel would provide some light and sunshine for us all this weekend. Come back Monday for a new episode, this time about cats, cats with a mission. And these are going to be stories from our brand new book about clever, curious, caring cats. Ron, thanks again for joining us. I hope we see some more writing from you in the future. Thanks for having me. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.